In preparation for this sermon this morning, I found something. I found something. How many of you uh, climb trees? Really? That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you know then that there is a place, uh, it's in Atlanta called Tree Climbers International. And what they want to do is they want to entreat and invite people to climb trees again. But, you know, as adults, we've got to do all these things according to OSHA standards. So you've got to put a helmet on. You have to learn to repel, safety vest, ropes, all sorts of stuff, just so you can climb a tree. Matter of fact, they teach you rescue operations just in case you get up there and you go, oh, I'm scared of heights. Why are you climbing a tree in the first place? <laughs> right? You know, it doesn't make sense. So you can, if you don't want to participate in any of the courses that they offer um, uh, in person, you can get a DVD for $29.95 that helps you, helps you get out of a tree once you find yourself up one. Uh, there, there's two things that will help you there. One is gravity, <laughs> uh, and the other is just a little helping hand. How do you get down to the tree when you're stuck up there? Uh, wow. That has nothing to do with the sermon. I thought you'd like to learn more about that. But the, um, uh, what happens, uh, Jesus is now going into one of the richest areas uh, that we see in the New Testament. There's an old, old uh, Jericho and a New Testament Jericho. Old Testament and then a New Testament. The New Testament Jericho is um, uh, it's filled with date palms and balsam. Anybody know what balsam is? Must be really good on the nose, right? They exported from Jericho balsam and date palms, okay? Or dates, actually. And so Jesus is coming through this very affluent, very rich area. And the crowds are pressing in against him, I'm sure. Uh, Remember, Jesus usually probably taught backwards. He's walking backwards um, to be able to teach the crowds that were in front of him. Uh, And so the crowd's pressing in on him. And he just intended to come right through Jericho. But once again, when it is these out of the um, moments when something unexpected or he meets someone unexpected, uh, amazing things happen. Although this passage, you may think that Zacchaeus was trying to find Jesus. Now it's Jesus looking for Zacchaeus. For Zacchaeus is one of these chief sinners. Now, the Roman taxation system was really a, is terrible. Um, Zacchaeus is probably a, a head, the head tax collector for one, two, or three regions. Uh, he is uh, put in bid now uh, when it was time for the taxes to be drawn by the Romans. He would go and pay the amount that the Romans wanted for these particular regions, say 100000 So what would happen is that he, as being the supervisor for the senior and the younger Uh, the entry-level tax collectors, I don't know, Um, they would be given a number that they have to meet. Once that number was met, they could keep anything above that. So they could charge the poor, whoever, an amount that they would keep so that they would make a profit of it. And then... Zacchaeus would require that the tax collectors give him a cut. And you see what's happening now, this pyramid Ponzi scheme, whatever you want to call it. As a result, he is hated in his community. Hated. Hated. I've read extra biblical accounts of the way that tax collectors were treated. It ain't good. So what does Zacchaeus do? He wants to see. He wants to see Jesus, but he is... uh, 
Uh, he's altitude challenged. So he, what he has to do is run down. By the way, if you run in society uh, as a male, ooh, not good. It's a social faux pas. You don't do that. Remember, uh, remember the father in Luke 15 who girds his loins, reaches under his legs, puts the, his robe in his, uh, his, uh, his cincture, and then runs after the son? You don't do that. You don't do that. But that's what Zacchaeus does. And then climbing, oh, climbing the tree, that's even worse. Notice he climbs a sycamore tree. Sycamore, as you know, they produce really inferior dates that during New Testament times, this is what the poor ate. So anything that fell from the sycamore tree, this is what the poor people eat. Isn't it ironic that the wealthiest man in town was climbing now in a tree that was meant to feed the poor? Jesus walks, looks up at Zacchaeus and says, hey, come on down now. You know the vacation Bible story, uh, vacation Bible school story, don't you? Come on down because we're going to have lunch together. You must come down. We must have lunch together. We must have a meal to get together. Remember, this is an encounter with Jesus. This is the companioning that Zacchaeus is going to enjoy with Jesus. This is the compagnere. This is the companion of Jesus that he wants to establish with Zacchaeus. And based upon this interaction, Zacchaeus' life has changed. Remember that obscure passage that I read this morning from the 22nd chapter of Exodus? It is the requirement for what a thief has to do in order to reconcile it with those that have been affected by it. So what he does, he said, I'm going to liquidate all of my, half of my possessions and then make it right with all the people that I have fraudulently stolen from. And Jesus points at him and says, you know, salvation has come to this house. Salvation has come to this house, for this man is truly a son of Abraham. In Galatians 3, did you hear it? That the sons of Abraham, these are the folks that the people are going to be blessed by, the Gentiles are going to be blessed by. Now, that may not mean much to you, but it's an incredible statement by Jesus. And notice, notice what he says next. He said that I came to seek the lost. Matter of fact, this is exactly what it says. The Son of Man, for the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the what? The lost. So who's lost here? You know, one of the unfortunate things, well, one of the things that's kind of helps us, uh, kind of attracts us or hurts us when we're trying to interpret Scripture is the fact that we have Bibles with chapters and verses. Sometimes, It'd be better just to blur these chapters and verses so that we can get the whole thought. Notice what happens in, in Luke 18, that there's a blind man who comes, a blind man who's been in the dark all of his life, and now he wants to see Jesus. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing story because the first thing that he sees is like, I see kind of like a tree. Remember that? So the first thing he sees is Jesus, but it's like a tree. And then in the 19th chapter, we see a guy climbing a tree who is about as blind as you can get. See, when you're going up a tree to see Jesus, he was a wealthy man hated by his community. I don't think he's living the purpose that he was supposed to. And now we see a lost man who is blind spiritually his life. But by the way, what is lost? Is it a, a, a problem with geography? Is, a, is it a disposition? Uh, what is it? Is it alienation? What is being lost? 
In Scripture, it's being somewhere where you shouldn't be. Somewhere where you shouldn't be. It's a place where really there is no navigable way out of it spiritually except for one thing, and that's through Jesus. That very bright light that suddenly comes in the midst of your darkness, and that's what Zacchaeus experienced. A man who was, for all intents and purposes, up a tree. Up a tree. And now, through this interaction with Jesus, his life has changed. But notice what happens today, in this house. Salvation has come. Now, it's curious, because don't you think salvation came to just Zacchaeus? Well, yeah. But notice what happens, though. This idea of house evangelism, this idea of house salvation. My beloved, Zacchaeus' life was changed, but so was everybody around him. Can you imagine being around a chief tax collector all the time? All the things they had heard. The way they treated husband, father, grandfather. This household was changed by this compagnieri, this companioning that Zacchaeus had with Jesus. Imagine what it was like for a Gerasene demoniac who had been chained up in a graveyard. He's bound by the wrists and the ankles. He howls at the moon up in a graveyard. And then Jesus, this encounter, this compagnieri, this beautiful interaction that Jesus has with this Gerasene demoniac. Imagine what it was like now. He is in his right mind. He is unshackled, and he's in, he looks great. And he goes home to his family for the first time and said, Honey, I'm home. I want to tell you about, you know, the first Gentile, the first Gentile evangelist. Goes and sits with his family for the first time. Let me tell you about this man who changed my life. And that household was changed. So my question for you today is, is your family changed? When you were called out of your tree, and Jesus has invited you to be a part of a life, that may not have been lunch or breakfast or dinner, but it's an intimate host. Remember in Revelation, I behold, I stand at the door and knock, right? There's no doorknob on that, <laughs> on that door. You're to open it from the inside, and he becomes the host of your life. That's what happens here. Jesus comes and becomes the host of Zacchaeus' life and his family's life. And now everything's changed. When you come out of your tree, will you invite Jesus in? What will you do? How will your family be different because of your interaction with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? How will your life change now? You may not be a tax collector. Well, no matter what you are, there is no heart too hard. There is no neck too stiff. There is no personality that can overcome the grace and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Where this man was a pariah, Jesus renders honor to him because Zacchaeus was going to offer him hospitality and welcome him into his home. Have you welcomed Jesus into your home? Where is he now? Is he still knocking? Is he still entreating you to come out of your tree? One last thing. There's a lot, of pe a lot of people in life right now that are up the tree. They want to see Jesus. We've heard a song this morning about being the light. Well, that's the truth. Everybody's crowded around Jesus. Everybody's crowded around Jesus. But sometimes we neglect the guys that are up in the tree that want to see Jesus.
through your actions, from your family, others can see Jesus through the height of your faith. Are you willing to extend that? Are you willing to extend it to the poor and the lonely, the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely, as we read about in the Gospel of Luke? I hope that we do. People need to come down out of that tree and have Jesus break bread with them. Won't you help? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.